Roll up! Roll up! Ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth! Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast! You'll gasp! <gasps> you'll laugh! <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next! Amazing! Don't worry about the smell! It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano! G'day! And Matt Bradshaw! Hello! Hello! Welcome! <laughs> bees loud, man. Sorry, dude. You just bees really loud, then. Are we on? Yeah. <laughs> G'day. <laughs> How you going? Good. How's your uh, world? A My few... shirt's really undone. Your therefore your microphone's probably all over the joint too. Well, I moved it. I just had a, um, a horrifying and lovely thought all at the same time. Go on. While I was walking back to the car from our gig, I've known you for so long. <laughs> God. That I actually have no possible concept of what my life would be like having not known you. That's not a horror. Uh, no, no, I mean, it's it's like, it's full on because like I've known you for half my life. Yeah. So, like I can remember a time when I didn't know you, but it was so long ago that... Shit house. That's what you meant to say. Uh, well, there's no way that you could have stayed in my life for this long if you hadn't have enhanced it for the whole time. That oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, like, I, there's lots of people who've come and gone in my life or who are peripheral. But you have stayed, you know, front, centre and occasionally behind. Behind the sides. <laughs> <laughs> behind. Um, oh, that's right. We've got to do that. Oh, that's better. Look at oh. us. There we are. Um, oh, should we start good. again? That's no, good. No, it's joking. I thought that it was beautiful. Yeah. I'm, uh, Thanks, man. I'm pretty happy. We're not driving anywhere. You don't have to hold on. No, I'm just feeling cool. Um, I'm pretty happy about the discovery of Matt Bradshaw in my life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, we should finish there. That's lovely. Well, do you want to? We could. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, well, how was your trip to Tassie? I know that you told us last episode that it was great, but now <laughs> I just, we didn't get a chance to elaborate on it because uh, it hadn't actually happened. I had a good time. Uh I um, caught up with my uh, godparents, my auntie and uncle. Uh, they were the they were the people I lived with in um, Sydney when my parents didn't want me anymore. Uh, Are parents, all parents go through that stage. Yeah, well, mine actually gave me away though. Uh, what I mean is, all parents go through that stage of not wanting their own kids. Yeah. Not that all parents go through the stage of not wanting you. <laughs> that would be awful. I actually have a pretty good track record with parents. Yeah, parents love me. Parents love me too. Yeah. Parents often love me long after the partner doesn't anymore. True. Yeah. Same. Actually, except for my last partner. Uh, except for. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Not sure they're particularly fond of me. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I say I'm not sure. I haven't spoken to them for a while. Okay. So I'm also not sure that they're unfond of me. Unfond? Yeah. Gruntled? Gruntled. Yeah. Disgruntled. But I have. I've, Time. Goodness me. Time. Um, Tasmania was fantastic. Uh, it was a bit wet the first day, but it didn't... It was Did it didn't... rain? Yes. You never know with a Matt Bradshaw Stop holiday. It. it didn't curtail my um, uh, doing things. I, I mean, had a pretty quiet day Monday. What um, hotel did you stay at? 
Uh, I got an A, B, and B. Was it a pullman? I got an A, B, and B. Excellent. <gasps> My auntie Marg. Yeah. You know, you have. We've discussed it before. The aunties who aren't aunties. Yeah. She's uh, she's a regular listener to this podcast. Yeah. Did um, she high five you as soon as you walked in the door? She did not make <laughs> reference to the live podcast episode at all, but I know she's heard it. Right. Because uh, she made reference to my holiday overseas. So, hmm. Yeah. But she didn't. And then I went out for dinner with her daughter, who's a friend of mine as well, Susie. But not related. So she was scared. Uh, you're going to have to explain that. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, you fucker. Hey, don't shout. It's well, a podcast. Don't be fuckery then. <laughs> so anyway. My girlfriend does have a foul mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I just keep saying it. Every podcast. Every <laughs> I don't think you Every should. Every time I say podcast, she says, I don't have a foul mouth. <laughs> it's, really, it's really funny. I mean, <laughs> the poor sweet thing. It's really not that bad. But I'm not taking it back because it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, you may anyway, you, you may or may not remember that uh, a couple of episodes ago Dom um, explained to our podcast audience that his partner cat uh, has a filthy filthy mouth I did say that yeah she she refused this. it yeah she refused yeah. it vehemently yeah in what way did she what did she say when she told you that it wasn't true she said, it's, I don't. I said, you do. And she said, I do fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> Even tonight, she told me that story's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And then she went, well, maybe a bit true. <laughs> she didn't swear the whole night tonight. She did not swear. No, she's been on, she's been on very good behaviour, which is... <laughs> Dude, could you stop? Could you stop? Because if, if this was live, you'd get home and discover that you'd weren't allowed in. <laughs> like, my dog was suddenly her dog and the locks had changed and that kind of stuff. We had a bit of a, we had a um, my dog, our dog conversation the other day because it was a Sunday morning. It was quite funny. And uh, so Sunday morning, like, you know, get up. Uh, she'd taken the dog outside to throw the ball for him up and down the driveway as you've seen me do many times. And, uh, I'm packing stuff up in the room, getting ready to go to gig, and uh, I look out into the lounge room, and there she is, sitting on the couch, on her phone, I guess just planning her day, whatever she was doing, and I was like, I don't see my dog anywhere. My dog, here we go. Um, did you bring my dog back in? <laughs> my dog. Uh, and which is interesting because, of course, she's recently had a hip replacement. It's the first time I ever saw her run. She ran from the couch outside to go find it. And he was just sitting under the carport. But the carport um, roller door was still up. Oh. So he could have... Vamoosed. Yeah. He was just sitting out there, no drama. But she, So then she was a bit upset, obviously. and that's, So I comforted her and said, it's okay, it's okay. She's like, yeah, no, no worries. And then... 20 minutes later when everything had subsided and we'd gone our separate ways and I was still, we ended up kind of meeting halfway back in the lounge room area and she went, she went um my dog eh <laughs> or something along the lines <laughs> um 
And I said, yeah, this is one of those things where, uh, you know, like the kid's misbehaving. So the parent says, your son. <laughs> yeah. So when you, you leave the dog outside, he becomes my dog. <laughs> yeah, right. But he's my, I like, you know, he's my dog anyway. I believe that Sprocket thinks that Cat belongs to him. Not that Cat and I share responsibility for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But Auntie Mug, you went out with her daughter. <laughs> anyway, Auntie Mug didn't make reference to the Pullman conversation. Classy lady. <laughs> Clearly a classy lady. Yeah. Okay. Which explains why you still want to associate with her. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, Tassie was great. Um, my flight was delayed. Again? Uh, there was an in- Yeah, there was an engineering problem. That's good. I mean, they, they delayed it because of it? I think it was the air conditioning. Oh. And I said to the girl at the Jetstar counter, because I saw... So the flight was delayed, and <clears throat> they made an announcement to say, flight's been delayed. Engineering has said, we well, have to hold the flight. Uh, we'll give you updates every 15 minutes. Huh. Yeah, or when we know. Mm, okay. And then maybe uh, 20 minutes after that, I saw the flight crew walk off. Hmm. And I went Was that over. the update? Yeah. <laughs> I went back over to the desk and said, so I've just seen the crew walk off the flight. That doesn't bode well, does it? And she <laughs> said, no, no, no. It's just um, engineering are working on the flight. Yes, no, I understand engineering are working on the flight. But they can't do anything while the crew are on there. So that was... 20 minutes ago so they haven't been doing anything for the last 20 minutes or engineering have only just arrived okay and so what's the problem it's the air conditioning I said honestly we can go without air conditioning I need to go to work you can't oh. go without air conditioning on an aeroplane mm. yeah no. it's not like they could just open a window and let some fresh air in no yeah it has happened though pilot got sucked out I hear that happens all the time <laughs> out Exactly. <laughs> um, that's a true story, though. Did you know that? I imagine it is. Stop. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. I really don't. Anyway, flight got delayed, delayed, <laughs> delayed, cancelled. So. So how did you get back in time for work? I flew. Boy, my arms tight. <laughs> I. That, I'll never ever stop laughing. And I know I've heard it a million times. I will never ever. Not think that's funny. Really? Yeah. I just flew back from. <laughs> yeah, I just flew in from Sydney. Boy, my arms are tired. Oh, I think it's hilarious. All right, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, now they put me on a Qantas flight. <clears throat> um, it was. Uh, I've seen a TV show where where it's happened where there's been like a press conference. What have been an episode of Sherlock or something, where there's a press press conference happening and Inspector Lestrade is speaking to this press conference and giving answers about this unsolved crime that's happening at the moment. And and what, when he gives the answer, all the reporters' phones go off, and it's a message from Sherlock to all the reporters saying that's not true. <laughs> so it was like that. We were sitting in the departure lounge, we've been waiting, 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 and all of a sudden, everyone's phone started going off, and I'm just looking around. These people just all. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Your flight's been cancelled. Yes, yes, it was that. Yeah. Uh, and so I was I was within the first fifteen people lining up to organise what the hell was going to happen next, because I had to get back. For work. Elephant Wheelbarrow yeah. Thursday night. Um, and while I was standing in the line to go to the, so not the check-in counter, but the service counter, I, I pull out my phone again 
and there's an email from Jetstar saying, here's an alternative flight. Just click here if you want to accept that. And it was like a Qantas flight at six, uh, 5.50, which got me in. Just in time. Yeah, just yeah. enough. Uh, did that. Great, your flight's confirmed. Huh. Okay. Great. So I step out of that line. <laughs> and that's sort of like your flight's confirmed. Waiting for a confirmation email that your flight's confirmed as well. Yeah. Uh, but then it said, I think maybe you got a follow-up email saying then go to the checking counter. Okay. Should have stayed in that line. And now there's yeah. like 150 people behind me. Okay. So I go to the check-in line and there's people actually like actually checking in for other flights and all that sort of stuff. But it's still a shorter line. Anyway, so I stand there and uh, the upshot of it all was that I got to the front of that line and, the, and it was a jet star line and the girl there said, uh, no, no, you're, you're all checked in, that's fine. You've managed to do that all by yourself, so that's great. So just go into the departure line. Two and a half hours later, like I'm still waiting kind of thing. And then as the flight is... 35 minutes from departing, so everyone's kind of getting ready to board and all that sort of thing. An announcement comes over saying, if you're on the cancelled Jetstar flight and you're now on the Qantas blah, 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 uh, and you haven't yet checked in, hmm. hmm. So for the third time, I go back out. So this means going out and you've got to come through security yeah. each time. Every time I came through security, three times I came through security, I got the bomb fucking Dude, <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah, so I went to the jet and there was by this stage there was no one there. I walked straight to the jet star, uh, the Qantas counter and said, do I need to be checked in for this flight? And she said, yes, haven't you? I said, no. And the other girl standing there said, that's why I made the announcement, because Jetstar have done this to us before. She said, it's okay, you, we would have taken care of you. And I said, Jetstar! <laughs> and they laughed. Um, yeah, yeah, so I actually did have to check in and get a boarding pass, but... Good. The girl at Jetstar was completely like, no, no, it's fine. You're all taken care of. <sighs> yeah, okay. So it's well, that weird thing where these... That the ca- yeah. Like, this stuff happens. Do you not communicate with one another? And then, what's more, Jetstar have done this to us before. Do you not then... Does someone from Qantas not go to Jetstar and say, hey, Dude, when that happened before... I had exactly like, the same this experience is the- four times this week. Hmm? Coles Express. I wanted to get one of those um, high-protein go-natural bars. And they're all $3.70 each, but they're all priced for $2. And they go up to the counter and they scan at $3.70. And I said, they've all got tags on them that says $2. Oh, yeah, yeah, no worries. Cool. The next day, same thing. The next day, same thing. Two days later, the same thing. I said, look... I'm not trying to be a pain, but I've had this argument about, oh, this is $2. Now this is the fourth time. And it seems to me that the first time that something scans incorrect price, somebody should make a note and get somebody to change it in the system. I've now done it four times. I assume somebody else has probably tried to buy one of yeah, these things. Yeah, you can't be the only person. Can't be the only one. <coughs> In four or five days. Yeah. And, if the, you know, the person behind the counter was lovely and not, you know... It, and you weren't but, being a dick. No, no, and I was, I was fine. And I said, but 
what are you going to do about this? And she said, uh, well, this stuff happens all the time. I said, well, I know it happens all the time because it's happened four times to me this week in the same place. And uh, I was like, that, that just doesn't, I just don't understand. Well, I can leave now, but what it just means is just I have no faith in like coming back here to, to buy something. And I know that that's silly because it's just scan something and then spend another minute and a half working, you know, you walking out and going and checking the labels and then getting the barcode thing and bringing it back and running it through the system and amending the price and rescanning it again. But I've lost seven minutes of my life this week because somebody couldn't fix that after the first time. This is a recurring theme. <clears throat> but it's, that's, it is a recurring theme. Like, it's the same thing about, you know, people who reverse parking to places, as I told you when we got here tonight. Yeah. Like, just sort out the thing. The figure you quoted, by the way, when you were talking about waiting for those two girls to reverse park, you said 40 seconds. It was 40 seconds. It was easily 40 seconds. And I'm rounding down. I wanted to get... So for everyone who may be watching this, I arrived, I took things out of my car, I put them on my trolley, and I wanted to get my backpack out of the front seat of my car. And there was an empty space next to me. And someone decided they wanted to park there. And they decided they were going to reverse park for no freaking reason whatsoever, other than the fact they're idiots, because who, who wastes their life reverse parking? Like, what, what a waste of time. It's <laughs> not right. And I just said to you... At I, some point in the parking process, in the parallel parking process, one has to reverse. In the parallel parking? We're all parked parallel to one another. Yeah, but... The, uh, okay. My understanding of what parallel parking is parallel to the curb. <coughs> we're on the curb. I understand what you're saying. No worries. Okay, we can move on. Yep. Yes. I'm going to have to reverse out of here. I agree with you. Ah. Yeah. So what's the difference between me reversing in and my reversing out? Because reversing out takes a lot less time than negotiating whether you're going to hit a car to reverse. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No. Guarantee. <coughs> because here's the thing. Right? You can't guarantee it. I guarantee it. It doesn't. It does. It 100% does. <laughs> it doesn't. It does. Because here's the thing. When you reverse out of here, you're looking for other traffic, right? So you will stop and let a car pass, right, as the person reverses out. When you reverse into a place, everyone else has to wait for you to be done. So everyone else has to accommodate you wanting to reverse in. It is absolutely the most ridiculous, selfish thing to do in a car. It's almost it's almost as ridiculous as not merging onto a freeway at 100 k's an hour. Oh, that's way worse. Yeah, that is worse. That's Because that's dangerous and worse. Yeah, well, yeah. that is worse. But reverse... Reversing into a parking space. He's got a real bean. Do you know how many time, how many hours of your life you waste reversing into a parking space? This guy's got this guy who just left, who obviously reversed into that parking space, right? He's got a truck. He must have spent a, an extra minute reversing in there, where he would have spent seven seconds reversing out. The other thing about reversing in and reversing out is that most of the time when you enter a place you will enter at a time when it's relatively busy and when you leave it's not as busy if I had a dollar yes so you got way more way less chance of encountering traffic or disrupting anyone else if you reverse out of a parking space sometime later in the day okay. 
And if it is a busy time, then people want your car park, they're happy to wait for it. People who want a car parking space don't then wait for you to reverse and then sort themselves out and reverse into it. They're just like, well, I'm just happy to have a parking space. So they utilize their time and moving. As people. It's really quite surprising how fired up you are about this. I think it is. I think anyone who values every second of their time on Earth should be as down in legs and up think, in arms about this. I don't think anyone values their time on Earth as much as you do right now. <laughs> it must have been when you were kissing me. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying that people who reverse park are awful human beings and a waste of space, but take a good fucking look at yourselves, people. No. There are some places where you must reverse in reverse park. How so? Uh, as in, it's it's the rule of law. How so? Uh, where I used to live in Sydney, had to reverse park. How so? Well, I don't understand. What's the? That sounds like an arbitrary rule. Why? Why, why is well, it specifically a rule? I, I, I think most rules I, you'll find are probably arbitrary. Yeah, surely. but like, it's a rule. So. But why? Why is that a rule? I I don't know. Oh, well, I don't... I'll be sure to contact the council this week and find out Okay. the rationale. See, I get... Like, as I said to you when we were walking out earlier, I know we're harping on about this way more and probably have spent more time complaining about the uh, reverse parking that I have actually lost in my life dealing with people who reverse park. But I understand that sometimes, like, for example, you've got kids in the car... And you might be up against a pylon or something like that. There are, you know, logistics, right? But almost all of the time, I ever see someone reverse park, they're not contending with anything practical. They're just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I've plenty of times, like this guy here, I believe he just drove straight out. But I believe he probably entered the car park at a time where he entered face on on the other side in the other lane. So then he just drove in. The, the grandpa park. Yeah, and I do that at Coles in Lara all the time. No worries. You just drive through the next thing. That's not reverse parking. In fact, that's the most super efficient way to park. Because you never have to reverse. You just in, and then you stop, and then you're out, and stop. It's great. I'm bothered. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Other than that, life's good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, I let myself down this week. Why? I handled a public situation very poorly. Oh. Not for the first time. With the same person? No, different person. Oh, okay. But... Similar scenario. I Yeah. Really similar scenario. Um, Did you call someone dickhead? No. 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 But I did say that if he didn't stop the behaviour he was displaying, I would get off the stage and snot him. Oh, right. Yeah. Close. Mm. What happened? A staff member at a venue I was working at decided it would be really funny to start throwing coasters at me while I was singing. Whoa. Uh-huh. Yeah. <coughs> oh, that's really responsible. So I saw one fly past me. It's like... It's like from the side. Hmm. As a punter. That doesn't sit very well with me. I look over, 
and I see this guy standing there, bar staff member. Yeah. Hmm. I go back to doing, another one goes by, and look at him, look at him dead in the eye, does another one. And I stopped. So that's what made me think of it when we were talking about, I was singing All I Want for Christmas is You. Ah, right. Singing a lovely, yeah. Ah, um, yeah. And I, I just immediately saw red. Yeah. Well, it's Christmas. I'm re- I, and that was last week, and I've just played it over and over in my head, and I can't. I I, I keep thinking about Have it. Have you been back there since? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh. No. So you haven't been back to, in, in time to resolve it to say. Hey, oh no! Look, he came and apologised. Okay. Afterwards. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Were you still fired up, or was it you were like? That's I was cool. really yeah. fired up because it was, yeah, I still was because it was probably 25 minutes before the end of my set and I was ready to just fucking throw things. And, yeah. I, and I'd had such a great night. Like it, it was like an unexpectedly yeah. really busy, happy, so, lovely yeah. gig. So when you're fired up, you're fired up anyway <sighs> in a positive way and then all it takes is something like, to switch you. It is really yeah. small. Like yeah. the, the, the stuff that tips me from one thing to the other it sounds like that fucking, <coughs> it, it sounds like a really dumb kind of artistic temperament and I know I'm just a cover band muso and all that sort of thing, but I, I'm up there giving of myself well, yeah, to but, entertain but a room full of people. That would be, just, that'd be unacceptable if you were working behind the bar with him. That would be, that's not something yeah. you do. Uh, yeah, so I might have said, you're an employee here Go over there and do your job. <laughs> uh, yeah, he came and apologised afterwards. And it was like, yeah, okay, no worries. I said, y- y- you make us both look like your kids when you do stuff like that. It's not cool. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, he said, I-, I-, I thought you'd find it funny. Yeah, well, I didn't. Um, and I just, I-, I still needed a more measured response. I still needed to be able to say, it's just really disrespectful. Like, I, I work long and hard at, perfecting my craft to be an entertainer who's employed by your employer to like do you know I should have said stuff like that Uh, instead I said you know stuff like you're a fucking idiot um (laughs) uh and um anyway it was fine we had a cuddle it was alright okay everything's lovely and then he said (coughs) you know I I wasn't trying to hit you trust me if I was trying to hit you I would have who you? F- <sighs> and I haven't spoken to him since. That was the last thing he said to me. I just wanted to fucking smack him in the head. And it, I hate that about myself. I hate that edge of my personality that goes to like zero to a hundred. I'm um, just ready to, yeah, okay. like ready to be physical. Yeah. Um, and I'm better. I, I just feel like I'm better than that. That's why. I, that's why I started out this whole thing with I let myself down. Because yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not a I dumb person. A bit... I think I, I, I should be able to use. I should just be able to use language in a better way than that. Yeah, but I also think a lot of people need to be smacked. A lot <laughs> I more. I did say to him, and if think... you were a punter, I would have had you kicked out. But yeah. I fucking work with you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, for example, tonight, like I, you know, we we played a gig tonight, and there were a few scenarios. I didn't have a problem with the girl getting up on stage. I had a problem with the fact that security are there so, who were supposed to be paying attention, who were supposed was, to be looking after everyone, should be 
making sure that that girl who had super high heels, who was way too intoxicated, shouldn't be there for you in a scenario, in a position, potentially break her leg getting off the stage. Yeah. Right? That's their job. <coughs> and they weren't paying attention. And then, less than five minutes later, a different girl who wandered behind a bar to get herself a drink, not paying attention. So I don't have a problem with people being a bit cheeky and all that kind of stuff. But then people need to know that, all right, that's not on now. And when you tell them it's not on, they should be able to understand it. Okay, cool. No worries. All right, sorry. Sweet. But the girl who got up to sing... Just do your fucking job. But I was saying, like, that's the thing with the with the with the the girl who got up to decided she wanted to have a scene. It's like, no, no, no. And then they should just go, okay, cool, right? And if they're not going to do that, then they get dragged out by the hair, <laughs> not actually physically. But I mean, like, that's it. No more chances. You're out. And all your friends, because you need to. And that's what I call like people need to be smacked around. That's what a smacking around is, in a sense of they're not physically getting smacked around, but they are. There are consequences for their ridiculous, inappropriate behaviour. Mm. There's just too many people these days, and certainly um, in venues where women are allowed to do whatever they want for as long as they want to. They really are, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, male, secu- male security guards can't touch them, cannot touch them, not allowed to, yep. right? And they can't rock the boat because the girls are the ones who arc up and get violent. And if a girl gets violent towards a a male security guard who's twice the side like he's just I mean his hands aren't tied (laughs) but he can't do anything no that's right and I guess what I'm saying with that is people just don't people these days uh, there may be a little bit of a a black screen there for a while but the audio is still going that's right not for too long um (laughs) People these days, they just know that there's no consequences to their actions. Mm-hmm. Kids, like the amount of times, I don't know, I'm not a parent, and what the hell would I know about these kind of things? The amount of times I see adults trying to reason with a two to four year old. No, they're not capable. Stop reasoning with your kids. If the kid's misbehaving, don't say please. Please don't do that. Don't ask with a request for please. You demand compliance to bad behaviour because you're the fucking person in charge. Not God. them. Yeah, They're know. not in charge. These little, you know, pains in the ass. you were sweet. They were fine. But they just had no... At the gig tonight, they just had no... They were drunk 18 and 19-year-olds. They had no concept of the fact that they were responsible for their own behaviour. And so they were like, oh, we'll just do what we want to. And then... When somebody could have stepped in and said, this isn't on, no one did. No. It's just mad. Mm, I agree. <clears throat> mm. I'm not saying, you know, that being in a position of, uh, like, a security person, and let's face it, parenting is practically like, practically like being a security guard, isn't it? It's like trying to keep everyone safe without ever, anything bad happening to anyone. Like, it's not clearly not an easy job, and particularly when you're dealing with people you don't know. There's one thing if it's your kids and you know them, but if it's someone else's 18-year-old, you don't know them, you know how they're going to be behave. But far out, man. People just need to be slapped around. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Hmm. Yeah. 
<coughs> okay. Alright. Yeah. Like, you drive too fast too many times, you lose your license. You know what? We'll give you another chance. If you behave for a year, you get to keep your license. If you don't, we've done that, and we both modified our behaviour. Now, of course, now I've got all the points back on my license. I'm not driving around like an idiot. You never drive around like an idiot. Though, well, well, I didn't. Fairness. But there's the point. Like it's like, oh, well, I've got all my points back now. I can be a clown again. Well, no. Like you, you know, you give people parameters and they modify their behaviour because if you understand there are repercussions for your negative behaviour, you will. You try. and I, yeah. I, that's that's an excellent example. Except. You and I were unfairly dealt with anyway. We should never have lost out. Uh, I like your shirt. <laughs> oh, I got some new shirts. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, um, yeah, I was running low on shirts. Shirts. <laughs> wow. I was running low on cool shirts story, that were not really old and also that fit me because I'm a bit fat again. Loved up? Uh, not just that, but just like uh. tired. And therefore, so what I've noticed, you you might be able to relate to this, listeners and Matt, um, that when you do get into a relationship, you don't have any really any free time anymore. Like in that sense of, you've always got this concept of, well, there's someone I want to spend some time with, so I want to organise that and, and you know, and hang out with them. So what happens there is you're concept of what you can fit into your life changes and so I was really good for a long time about health and eating and whatnot. but that just got thrown out the window because I've like I don't in my brain I was like well I've had to take that attention and that time away from that to give it somewhere else that I think is more important and I really noticed that Um, that there's not necessarily that there's more time or less time because obviously you know it's all time and you just decide but my um, the parameters of how I see my life have, have changed and so I don't like, like oh I don't have the attention for that like I did before so why people reverse parking is coming to sharper focus you need those precious 45 I seconds I do yeah now that, I've all, that's always really really bothered me it's really bothered me in the same token of like people who write people who um, who use acronyms in text messages it's like what do they do with all that fucking spare time that they've got for not writing the vowels in you know the words you know goodness me yeah it's hard what are we going to do with you well you know it's almost Christmas it's my favourite time of year <laughs> it's the most wonderful time sorry I'm I really oh, hope. Yeah. I really hope my dad um, finds one of those table tennis guns, like so I can shoot M and M's across the room into my brother's mouth. <laughs> 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 so for anyone uh, who didn't see the visual, <coughs> so about I reckon about twenty years ago. So my dad still does stockings for us, like and. If we stay there overnight, he still walks in at four o'clock in the morning and he goes, ho, 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 and then puts him at the bottom of the bed. Uh, super lovely. But he still makes a stocking. And so he goes to the reject shop and buys, like, you know, just things. 
whoopee cushions and stuff like that. And uh, this one year, about 20 years ago, he bought one of those like trigger guns where the, you put the uh, table tennis balls in. There's like uh, maybe six table tennis balls goes in. And the, when you pull the trigger back, the thing goes back and the table tennis ball falls in to the barrel, yeah. barrel and then shoots the ball out. Right, so we got one each. My brother and I got one each. Right, great. Within five seconds, all the balls are gone. But of course, in addition to the, this toy gun thing in the stocking, was like a uh, a bag each of Maltesers and a bag of M and M's. So I've just grabbed like a, an M and M, dropped it in there, pulled the trigger back. This this M and M's flown across the room. My brother, my brother's just gone <laughs> like a sea lion at you know Sea World. And so that was it. That was we just spent the rest of the day me shooting Maltesers and M and M's twenty feet across the room, and then the next he's, he's uncanny in his. He's got great candy mouth coordination. Sorry, I said uncanny. Yeah. I meant uncanny. Candy. So now, so then we've sort of we should film it. We should put it up on online so people can see. I can do like turn around jump shots twenty feet across the room. Like, and my brother will still be able to catch. I mean, yes, it is testament to how much he loves chocolate. But um, it's a, it seems to entertain all Christmas Day. Brilliant. It's hilarious. It's Brilliant. really good fun. So we've only had one gun since because they're hard to get, those kind of things. Guns are just hard. Like, toy guns are hard, really hard to find anywhere in a shop anymore. Um, and those things. But so now we just. Good fun. <laughs> Manual. Lame. I've got good. I don't know what that Tossing is. Tossing skills? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I was single for five years. I do love Maltesers and MMs. I fucking love Maltesers. Did you try the honeycomb ones? Yeah. The, I, they're good. They're fine, but they weren't as good as Maltesers. No, what? Most things aren't as good as the original version. Really? Well, go on. Okay. Well, like, almost everything that's in dairy milk, like, all the stuff they put in, like, Black Forest is, makes dairy milk better. Crunchy in dairy milk makes it better. Toffee chips, dairy milk makes it better. Jeez, CC's now in dairy milk makes... Have you had that? No. Amazing. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't eat dairy milk because it's picked by small brown children. How do you know they're brown? It's because they're covered in chocolate. Because they're slaves. Ah. That's right. Well, that's... Are they slave slaves, or are they just... Um... They're indentured, yes. All ah, right, cool. Well, that's troublesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 What about Nestle? Probably worse. Oh, worse. Way worse. Oh, the Way worst worse. company in the history of mankind. Yeah, I don't like them. No. But I remember liking... I haven't eaten... It used to be called Goebbels Nestle. No. No. God, I believe that given how, you know, what I know about Nestle. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? If you're listening to people who work for Nestle, everyone's got to have a job. But... Yeah. Your company philosophy sucks. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. In the space of the time we recorded this podcast, my philosophy about parking sucks. But yeah, just because it's true doesn't mean we know what to do about it. 
Anyway. Uh, should we go home to our yeah. respective boudoirs? Well, you were going to say partners. No. And uh, then I was going to say cats. Go home yeah. to our respective cats. Yeah. I wonder where mine is right now. I know where mine is. Probably the same place yours is. On, your on side their, of the bed. <laughs> their side of the bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking cats. They're pretty good. My cat did ask if we could get a cat. And I said, yes, of course we can. Uh, as long as it doesn't shed hair. Dude. What? Just, just get a cat that sheds hair. No. They're super fun. I'm sure they are. Just fluffy and fluffy. Do like I love animals. Oh, stupid. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You can't get. Don't get one of those hairless ones. Well, that would be one way of guaranteeing it doesn't shed. That's hair. right. <laughs> but they're probably not quite as cuddly. Oh, why? Because they're not fluffy. Oh, can I show you? You guys won't be able to see this because it's a podcast. But I'm going to show Matt uh, a picture of the dog at the recording studio that I was at today. His name is Buddy. Buddy is clearly lovely. Okay. Like a half the size of Sprocket. Actually, that might be oh, that's there. Not bad. There we go. Can you see that? Come no. back a bit. Hang Come on. back. It's all, it's it's all it's a bit in your face. Oh, no. Is that working? That's oh. what, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. So Buddy, it's probably some kind of poodly type dog, but lovely and cuddly. Doesn't shed hair. Yeah. Not that that's my prerequisite, but it's clearly my prerequisite. Yeah. Oh, okay. Although I do have one cat living in the house. She sheds a lot of hair. Yeah. She does clean up most of her hair. Stop yeah. talking now. <laughs> she won't have listened all this far. She will. <laughs> she will have. Yeah, yeah, she will. Yeah, it's all right. People, like, I probably lose way more hair than hers. It's just that hers is long and mine's shorter. So... It's just easier for her. She'll to be fucking have you by the short hairs when she hears this episode. So she'll laugh. She knows that I love her. Yeah, yeah. And she will laugh because <laughs> she thinks I'm funny. She's um, one of the three people in the world who think I'm funny. Who's the other two? Well, I don't know who they are, but I was just Laura of averages. Laura of averages. Well, yeah. What? No name. I think well, I've been better for a while. <laughs> No, law of averages, not law of averages. Oh, yeah. I, I misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, she had long hair too. Um, let's do it all again tomorrow night. Oh, shall we? Gig, you mean? Yes. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And will we see each other again before I go to Queen Delanda? No. Ah. Oh. You jerk. What a jerk. Tom's going on holidays with his girlfriend. Yes, yes, we know. I've got a girlfriend. Good. I don't like guys. <laughs> we might come back married. No, we won't. But we might. That's the thing about might. Who knows? We won't. But we might. <laughs> <laughs> i got to go to bed. Slider biscuits. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>